skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. It seems to run on some form of electricity. And it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call. Some are good for fighting, others for dying. It's Just Two Movies. Welcome back to another episode of It's Just Two Movies. My name is Daniel King. Anyway, in the studio today here, I've got old nasty Nate back in the house. You'll recall Nate from the uh, Silver Bullet, the Howling episode. The Howling 2, colon, your sister's a werewolf. Welcome back to me. <laughs> how, uh, how you been, Nate? I've been doing all right. Uh, Christmas is over for the uh, mail this is our This is our first episode back from the break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, it is it is nice to not have to worry about, am I going to make it back to the uh, post office depot in time before 4-4? Four, four? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, Nate's a, Nate's a, he, 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 he works for the Postal Service, baby. He, he knows all your dirty secrets that you send in the mail. He knows all your credit card numbers, all your social security numbers. <laughs> but it's okay, your secrets are safe with him. Because it's the job of every postal carrier to read the mail before they deliver it. Just kidding, none of that's true. Uh, if you're not familiar with the show, it just sounds like we're drown- droning on. But uh, what the show's about, we watch a good movie, we watch a bad movie, we talk about them both. So what we do is, the the objective here is we we flip-flop who gets to choose the good movie. Uh, and then the bad movie, we, we'll usually just agree upon, like, yeah, whatever, I haven't yeah. seen this either, let's yeah. watch it. Uh, so I pick the good movie, and my goal approaching it is always, like... What do I think you would really like that I think that you've never seen? And you hit it spot on. Yeah, good. Oh, that's awesome, man. That feels great. So I went with Arrival. Uh, if you've not seen Arrival, it is a 2016 September release, uh, one hour, 56 minute runtime. This is directed by Denis Villeneuve, who we've talked about on the show before. It's got a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 94% Rotten Tomatoes, 81% on Metacritic. This stars Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker, Michael Stulbarg, Zima, and some other like super minor characters. Uh, it, mainly, this movie's Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, and Forrest Whitaker. Just yeah. the the dream team. Yep. Tell the people, in your own words, briefly, without spoiling anything. You can spoil a little. Think about like what they probably gave away in the trailer. What's yeah. this about? Uh aliens comes down. Aliens comes down. <laughs> That's right. That's the. I like the... I... now when the aliens come down, comes down. The thing that I like is they're they're off to the races. They're yeah, not... it is it's not five it's... minutes in the movie. Yeah, I was like, you're not you're not an hour into it or forty five minutes or whatever. There's no ratcheting up of like, are they coming? Yeah. No, they're like, boom, they're here immediately. That's something that I really like to see about this film. So again, before we get into it, what's your uh, synopsis? Uh, Aliens comes down, mm-hmm. and the main character is a interpreter, translator, more like. Uh, she speak. Uh, she, she like t- has a doctorate of language. Yeah, she teaches at a university. Yeah. about languages. She's a languagist. Yeah, languagist, and she is asked by easily say this without too much spoiler. She's asked by the U.S. government to try and translate, try and communicate with an alien species, and that's really what the movie's about. That's a linguist. Linguist. <laughs> <laughs> we were both having a hard time there. It doesn't matter. 
even though that word was probably said like 10 or 15 times in the film. I don't think they said they were just like, she's going to be our translator because they didn't care about what she did. They just wanted her for what she could yeah, do. She, they but wanted we'll, results. Yeah, we'll get there. So they get they get Amy Adams. She's like a linguist. And they're like, help, help us communicate with these aliens because they're not saying shit. And that's that's what's that's the gist of it. Yeah. So what um, you, like you liked it, though, right? You had oh, a, you had a I good job. It. You had a good time. I loved with it. it. It was always something that I thought about when it comes to alien films. Whether it's um, people shooting at aliens or aliens come down, they want to be with friends. Whatever the alien concept is, the first thing that I always think about is, okay, how are you going to find a way to communicate with these Mm -hmm. guys? I hate, you know what I hate? Like, to an extent, I do kind of love it because it's schlocky and silly. Yeah. But, like, bipedal aliens with, like, hands... You know what I mean? I'm uh, like yeah, that would not that would not be like the even the idea that an alien would look anything like you have ever even has has ever even crossed your mind. Yeah, they are evolved to live on a completely different planet. Yeah, so the the it's like a truly advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Yeah, that but as a living thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, and I thought they did a good job with that as well. Oh, yeah. I, I love the design of the alien. So uh, let's, we'll, we'll go ahead and dive right in. What um, You got Amy Adams, and she's mm-hmm. like going to work. You can tell she's a sad lady. She's having, she's having visions. Or having she's a hard having, time. She's having dreams, and she's thinking about, her, thinking about her daughter who died of leukemia. I will say, though, I apologize. I forgot how fucking sad this movie is. It was like straight away. <laughs> it's very, very fucking. Oh sad. yeah, yeah. That kind of caught me off guard. I was like, "What is Danny having me watch?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when the aliens land, though. Which I'm not skipping anything. She's a teacher at a university, so she goes to class. Everybody's phones are blowing up. There's a ton of people missing, and then you know they're like, "Oh man, there's fucking aliens on the news." Hey, can you turn on the TV? Just click. By the way, there's fucking aliens. I I will say that um that little spot of um that little scene, Amy. She nailed that acting part, even though it's like uh, just very subtle. Like what? Why she's you... got she's got amazing range. Like oh, man. Uh, we've done her in another movie on the podcast already in American Hustle. She's amazing in that. If that's not one you've seen, I think you probably would get a kick out of that. It's very uh, clever, fun hustler movie with lots of comedy in it, mm, but also yeah. is uh, you know it's just it's quite good. So aliens come down. She's like going to leave work and she is like calmly walking to her car with her purse. She's just, you know, clop, clop, clopping through the parking lot. All around her is fucking chaos. Me- just absolute mayhem. <laughs> if this was directed by Michael Bay, it would be mayhem and complete yeah. chaos. Yeah. Jets flying overhead. Fucking people are hitting each other in the parking lot, like in vehicles, not like with yeah. fisticuffs or whatever. It's good shit. And then in the middle of the night at her house, uh, uh, Oh, wait, is she at work the next day? She's at work the next day, and nobody else is there. And Forrest Whitaker comes in. He's like, I need to talk to you. You still got clearance from another job for, you know, he's like, you, yep, he's we gave got... you that text from those insurrectionists, and you made short work of it. She's like, you made short work of those insurrectionists. Pointing at the fact that she's like, she specializes in communication. You know what yeah. I mean? They're, communication's hard. It's just It's difficult to communicate with people properly. So it takes a certain mindset to work in communication all day, every day, even with ancient peoples and things you don't understand. You have to be patient. Yes. Like there's an underlying tone through the whole movie where Forrest Whitaker is, he's a military man, he's a general or a colonel or whatever he is, and he is not patient. 
He's, he wants well, he's, results here and now. He's always rushing her, and she is always oh, patient. throughout the film. She's patient in the way she walks to her car after finding <laughs> out that fucking aliens have Not landed on Not only exist, Earth, but there are... That they're here. Mm, that they're here. Twelve places on the planet. At first, eight, but it mm-hmm. was later revealed to be twelve. And Forrest Whitaker's like, tell me what these aliens are saying. And she's like, I can't. I can't. You know what I mean? I, I can't. I can't. You give me a thing. It's like it's like whale noises and clicks. Like, just weird, weird sounds. And she's like, I don't fucking know what that is. You know, I, I would have to see them. Like body language is a big part of it, and all these other things. Like before, there's... before she even suggests suggests that she goes. Yeah, he immediately jumps on that and says, "You're not going. Yeah, I'm not sending he's like, you." Doesn't he's like, "Don't even, don't even act like you gotta go," because <laughs> I know you know what this means. Tell me. And she's like, "I fucking can't do it." So they leave, and she's like, "Uh, what she says, you're gonna go to Brown and see." Smith or whatever his name is. Did she say Brown or Berkeley? I think it was Berkeley. Uh, She's like, oh, you're going to go to Berkeley and see Jameson. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I am. She's like, well, hey, before you go, ask him the uh, Sanskrit word for war and its meaning. And... Hell, like later the following day, she's like going to sleep at her bed. It's real late. Either it was like that night or the next night or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Helicopter lands in her backyard. <laughs> she goes to the door and it's him. And he goes, uh, you know, what did what did he say that it meant? Or she's like, he goes, yeah, you know, I asked that guy the thing you wanted me to ask him. She's like, oh, yeah, what'd he say? Uh, do you remember what he said? Oh, what did he say? It was like uh, inevitable, inevitable conflict. Yeah, yeah. Inevitable conflict and war. Yeah. And he goes, what do you say it means? And she's like, well, it's actually a combination of, you know, Four other words and blah, blah, blah from a different older language. And it means I require more cows. <laughs> so really, really great way to play it. This is a good movie. It's it's very clever. There's lots of really great stuff like this. I mean, we're not going to go through all of it, but uh, that's that whole like her first interaction with Forrest Whitaker. And it set the pace for how they are the whole time. Oh, man. She is always patient and thorough always patient and thorough and based on how strong her observations are that Forrest Whitaker is like all right I put my faith in you and she never steers him wrong but he is always trying to rush her constantly like you got to give me something you got to give me the give me the give me 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 from the first time he walks in the door till the end of the film yeah there's not a lot of uh not too much character development uh character change but it's done really, really well. Yeah, this is a slow burn. By the oh, way, oh, it is. Oh, this it is. is a slow burn, but it's not. It's not without keeping you keeping you roped in. Mm-hmm. Just like right at two hours doesn't feel long. Yeah, it, yeah. It surprised me when it ended. I was like, wow. So the objective is clear. You got to fucking learn how to communicate with aliens and figure out the good shit. Why are they here? Where are they from? What they want? And are they capable of fast? How are they capable of faster than light travel? Because she's on the helicopter and she meets uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, that is that's one of the things that they're wondering about. Another thing I want to mention, like I'm going to skip through a bunch of this at some point, but there are so many things I want to point out, like up top that are really good that really suck me into this. Whoever Denis Villeneuve has to do the sound design for this. That, that was something that I was going to point out. That I helicopter scene is fucking amazing. It's not just the sound design. It's the soundtrack as well. The soundscape, it, the alien oh noises, the whole thing. 
Um, that first scene when they were entering the ship. That's a bit of a jump. Mm-hmm. The um, they go on an alien craft. Get over it. You, you know what? You know what's <laughs> yeah. Up. The the double bass uh, cello combination with the going on with oh, the background. Yeah. Um, I can't. Are they like? I think they're oboes. Couldn't really tell what was going on, but it was so well done, well mastered that it just sounded. Mm-hmm. It sounded so foreign and unknown. Yeah. The um. Yeah. The all all the alien sounds are great. So whoever yeah. did the soundscape for this, the, you know, the, hats off, baby. This is this is home run. The swelling, the tonality. I loved it all. Mm-hmm. The I especially just liked the. Like there's a certain amount of reverb and echo when she's in yeah. the lecture hall. Yeah. When they get in the helicopter, like the sound design for the actual sound of the chopper, uh, copper. You know what? Chopper. Chopper. <laughs> I got it. I got it out. Chopper. And then when she puts the headphones on and she's talking to Renner and stuff, like it all just fucking sounded amazing. And they kind of have a little cheeky moment. He says something and she's like, well, that's brilliant and it's correct. And he's like, well, yeah, you wrote it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just uh, reading up on her thesis. You know what? I didn't even notice about the... Uh, reverb in the lecture hall and when it comes to that if you don't really notice something like that it's that means it's pretty well done yeah yeah well on things like a slow burn i i try i can't always do it though sometimes i just get too enthralled with the story and i stop thinking about it yeah but i try to notice the things like that or i'm like i'm watching it and i'm like god this is good why is this like nothing's happening though like why is this so good and then i'll start trying to pick it apart but yeah, the the sound design throughout this whole thing I thought was just absolutely incredible, and that's not something we normally bring up. I think we do from time to time, but I wanted to make sure and get this out there about it because it is noteworthy how good it is. Yeah, it, it was a good choice for me to watch this movie, not only for the topic, but also for the sound design. Yeah. I am a sucker for that kind of stuff. They really, this is kind of the reason that I picked it. Uh, was was that it was one of them that I was like, because I, I gave you a short list and I was like, yeah. we'll, we'll do one of these. But the reason I kind of like leaned into this one is. Yeah, that was something I've noticed. <laughs> because I thought you, you would really dig the like HP Lovecraft fear of the unknown, that, like yeah. leaning into that, mm-hmm. like. Oh, what, but you don't know. Ooh, like that's the scary part of a lot of it is just not knowing. Yeah, fear and of the it unknown. is the really well portrayed by the cast. Mm-hmm. Which is like, oh, what have you know? She's like, they go in there and she goes to talk to the alien. She doesn't say shit. She just fucking freaks out. <laughs> like she freaks out quietly and yeah. takes in the experience, and then they leave. And she's like, please don't fire me. She's like, I'll do better <laughs> next time. Sorry. I didn't like say anything or do anything or move. And he's Internal like, screaming. Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, you did fucking way better than the last guy. <laughs> Cause he's gone and dead. Or did he die? Like have a heart attack or something? It just I fucking. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't able to figure out why the, what happened to the last guy. Did they say anything about him? I don't know if I would be able to, if they were like, these aliens are here. Cause they like your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to go talk to him face to face. I don't know that my body would physically let me do it. Like I, I think my legs would just fucking turn to jello and yeah. I would have my mind blown so hard. I I think I would have a heart attack in it and at this anticipation. Anticipation. Anticipation, yeah. Yeah. But it's weird like by the end of the movie she's just like like knows him they have names and she knows which ones which and shit like that. Yeah, they they like named him on like the first or second visit. Oh yeah. She's like, "Well, we should, there's two of them. We should give them names." And Jeremy Renner's like, "I was thinking Abbott and Costello." <laughs> so they're they're breaking down language with these fucking aliens, right? Cuz you got all these military guys and they're like, "Hi, uh I'm Reggie. What's your name?" And they're like, 
just weird fucking noises that aren't from Earth. And, uh, you know, they're not getting anywhere. Yeah. So she makes the distinction that she's going to bring a whiteboard. That was something that I was thinking about when I first thought, when I first considered watching this film was how, how into are they going to get into figure out a way to communicate? Because it is quite possible that a completely different evolutionary chain, that a creature on a completely different planet might not have evolved with a way of communication Mm -hmm. audioly basic understanding and she breaks it down great she's like if you've got nothing basic understanding of a language is best done written because you have a visual aid yeah you can see a thing it's not a mouth movement or a shape or a sound it's a physical thing with hard lines you can look at and go that's what that is so uh after trying to communicate with the the, the aliens which they later name heptopods Heptapods. Uh, yep, uh, for seven, pods for legs. Feet. Feet. Yeah. Uh, so they have seven legs. They look like a look like a octopus hand. Like, yeah. like do your hand like your hands walking on the table, but just imagine that you got two more fingers. Yeah. I, I really like the design of this alien. Well, yeah, because they look fucking alien <laughs> as shit. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of look like a cephalopod, but mm-hmm. not really. So yeah, no, I thought I thought it was amazing design because it would be something impractical and fucking bizarre. And oh yeah. The one the one note I did have though is that they had like the little suction cup. Yeah. So th- like that's a little. They've got seven legs, and on each leg they've got seven fingers. But it's like a squid kind of thing with the suction cups. Yeah. And they they emit like a ink kind of thing from those hands, like an ink dust, ink, ink dust smoke that moves into a position. That they want. They seem to be able to control it telepathically. Yeah. This this ink they they shoot out of their the the palm of their hand. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hand in like three quotation marks. Right. Yeah. Which is (laughs) it looks dope as shit. Like they're love it. They're writing, dude. It's fucking cool. It's real cool. If I could learn how to write in heptopod, I would do that because it would just be neat. It looks like something that I want to learn how to do. It's like a it's like heavy metal (laughs) band looking uh, shit. Yeah. So they start with basic communication. Everybody's got those like big fat orange hazmat suits on. And at first she's like, they can't see me. So she's just goes rogue, takes off her hazmat suit. This was like like, the second or third. Central, you come in. Yeah, this was like. Got you. Yeah, you got no, me. carry on. This was like the second or third visit, and it's when she realized, okay, so for as long as each t- visit, they've only seen, they've only seen me and my crew in and these a orange hazmat. Suit. Yeah, they these... just think this is what we look like. Yeah, in orange suits, and we all look exactly the same. We need to show them that they're, they're, um, what we actually look like. A way mm-hmm. to kind of show. So she writes her writes her name on the whiteboard. Takes yep. her takes her fucking thing off and walks up to the walks up to the weird glass divider wall between the two of them, and they even I like the way they bring the attention to it. They're like, "Well, you never know." Like, because the, the hatch for the people to go into the ship only stays open for so long during so many yep. intervals. They they open it every eighteen hours, right? And they do discuss it though. They're like, "Oh, they have to," you know, like, "Oh, how long does it take to suck the air out or whatever?" And he's like, "Actually." Depending on what, uh, you know, what their atmosphere is like that they're used to, he's like, it could take, it could take eighteen hours just for them to repressurize that cab. The guy's like, yeah. oh, 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 
Yeah, good. I like good, good thought out sciencey stuff is good for me. I yeah. like it. Now that might not sound very sciencey using a word like sciencey, but I do <laughs> love it. It's like my favorite type of casual reading that doesn't sound casual, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. Also, in bad movies, I love like bad science. When, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love really bad science because they're like, who cares? And but I care. <laughs> uh, so I feel like it's a joke made for me sometimes. Uh, anyway. The the aliens look great, and this is where I say I'm going to speed through some of it, is because there's just the fucking best montage in a movie. Oh my god, it's so well done! Like this is how you mont. This is how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. If you've ever seen a movie with a montage and you're like, this is stupid and practical and overplayed, this is how you do it right because it's they it's months, months, months. and months, and. I also feel like it's been months and months while it goes on. It's not like, or what's the timeline here like? It's like nine months, nine, ten months. I'd say so, but that, that long, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's very well portrayed. Also, how good was Jeremy Renner in this? Pretty good. As a, what is he, a particle physicist? He's some kind of science man. Some yeah. kind of science man yeah. or, a, or a very specific science man, one or the other. One or the other. Yeah, but he, he's loving a number. He's loving some science. Yeah. He is loving science. He loves how Amy breaks down language into numbers. He's, yeah. He's a big fan of that. It gives him a big nerd on. Yeah. Because he fucking loves it. And also he's Jeremy Renner, so he's, he's quite charming. And I really like the way they portray how like Amy Adams has a much different reaction to meeting alien life as opposed to Jeremy Renner, who is like a fucking kid in a candy store. <laughs> like he's like, Oh my God. Like he's just freaking out. It would be like somebody's like, Hey, uh, you want to see a Demetrodon? Like just a dinosaur. I would be like, are you fucking like a live one? And they'd be like, yeah, I cloned one in my backyard. Don't tell anybody it's a secret. I'd be like, fucking yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I would be blown away. Love that shit. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. But his reactions to annual, to aliens would probably be my reaction to aliens. Yeah, I don't, man. I it, at a certain point, as soon as they, as I knew that they weren't here to like fucking haunt my nightmares and murder my family, I would immediately be like boyish wonder and just overcome with how fucking amazing it is. Yeah. But yeah. at first, I would be like, they want to haunt my dreams and murder my family, <laughs> and I would be freaking out about that. Like they want my uh, 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 galvanized nickel. <laughs> just what that's what they're here for man just the weirdest mineral clay that's what they're clay, here for just yeah. a very they want oil <laughs> oh, shit <laughs> in that case we're not going down without a fight <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you got over there nate you got any you got any good uh notes or gems going on on this the twist Huge big fan of it. I'm not sure if it's really a twist because you can kind of see it coming as it happens. It's not a twist. They they kind of play into it. So yeah. they, they even like foreshadow it. They're like, what if they don't even perceive time, the passage of time yeah, the way we perceive it? Somebody's like, what do you mean? It was th that foreshadow. I would compare it. I wouldn't even really compare it to anything. It was a. It was very well done and very subtly done. It's like almost like they blatantly tell you outright, but it's such a high level concept. Not like it's like, oh, if you watch this movie, you won't get it. No, you'll you'll get it. Yeah, because it's a good movie. It does a really good job of like showing it all to you. But they do kind of come right out and tell you 
and it's still not obvious yeah. Let, that, that that's what's happening. And I've even seen this before. <laughs> let's con let's contrast it with um Silver Bullet when Child said What, what if it's a werewolf? That's a really bad foreshadow. Oh yeah. Yeah. How they did it in this movie with how the aliens yeah. perceive time. Very well done. I wasn't really expecting it at all. No, no. I it, I had even seen this before and I forgot about it. I was like, maybe they show her how to see the future or something. Like, I couldn't really remember what was going on. Uh, but I was like, she has these visions. I don't even remember what it's about. So the whole time this movie is going, Amy Adams is having these, like, increasing, overwhelming visions or glimpses of a, a little girl. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, it shows you the little girl. She's a little girl. She gets a little bit older. She's a teenager. She's a whatever. And then she gets a very rare disease and then she dies. Mm -hmm. And it's sad as shit uh, because it's well put together. Like it makes it sad for you. And she's yeah. seeing these snippets as the movie goes on. But she doesn't want to tell anybody because they're afraid she'll take her off the off the fucking mission. And she's even hallucinating heptopods. In yeah, in various situations, uh, yeah. she's hallucinating. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, she's just like, uh, what is? It? Doesn't Jeremy Renner say something to her? She's like, "Are you having dreams about him?" He does outright ask. Yeah. yeah. He was specifically mentioning that if you study in a uh, if you study a language, there's um, there's a hypothesis that it can actually change your view on certain certain things. Gotcha. Change how you're kind of rewire your brain to perceive the world in a different way right mainly because you're perceiving world in a different language and then asks are you having dreams about them are you perceiving mm -hmm. things differently and she is and she is she's also perceiving the flow of time differently so yes. here's the big spoiler for the <laughs> whole movie is they there's a bit where the heptopods are like she's like why are, she finally asks them they've been here for like 10 months or whatever and she's like why are you here and they're like, to give weapon. And she's like, whoa, 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 everybody's taking that <laughs> out of context. Scaring the whole world. What's the difference between a weapon and a tool, really? Like, they might not understand. the di Like, we have to clarify what a weapon is. She didn't ask the alien for the clarification, though. Right, exactly. So, and then some dickheads stuff a bomb in there. They, like, sneak a bomb in there. Yeah, uh, part of the uh, military guard. There's an alien assassination attempt by some free radicals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, was a, there were a lot of news clips throughout this show. Um, and they were really leaning heavily into, I guess you could compare it to Infowars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of really leaning heavily into people who their immediate reaction to aliens are they're going to invade us they're they're deliberately inducing public panic yes yeah yeah so at this point in time in the movie they were trying to figure out a way to differentiate weapon from tool and they didn't really know how to do that at this point in time. They didn't really, really understand the language fully. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to. So while Amy was trying to figure out a way to, uh, what was the name of her character? It doesn't matter. It's, doesn't a, matter. it's, Amy, it's Amy Adams. Amy, so you Amy know. Adams. I always like to refer to him as the actors. That way, if you're listening, that way, if you're listening to the podcast and you're curious, that's the name you would Google. You wouldn't have to Google uh, 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 Tammy in the movie Arrival yeah. Aliens from Space or whatever. You just Amy Adams. That's yeah. who, that's who Amy Adams is trying to uh, trying to work her way around to figure out to more understand this language so that mm -hmm. they can 
differentiate this giant hurdle. In the meantime, because remember earlier we said that there were 12 ships that landed mm-hmm. on the planet throughout the world. It wasn't all in man. It wasn't. It wasn't all 12 ships in Montana, right? Which is where the uh, majority of the film is set in. Uh, there's one in. Uh, there's one in the Indian Sea. There's one in China. One in Russia. One in. Um, They're in very strange locations. Yeah. So, which Jer- is something that they referenced, being like, "Why did they land in these different yeah. places?" So Jeremy Renner, as like a particle physicist and mathematician, science he's, man, he's looking at. He's a just a general <laughs> science man. Just he's sciencing about in a, in a laboratory somewhere, and uh, he's doing some science, and he's like, "Oh my god, I mathed all over this thing. There's these images that we have, and it turns out." You can reduce it all to numbers, and then he gets a uh, decimal a decimal number, and he's like, how do you like that as a fraction? And it's one out of 12. The, it's one twelfth. So that of- scene is a bit of a jump, because at this point in time, all these different countries were deliberating on video call. That is like a three-minute jump. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said a bit. Okay, a very, t- a very, <laughs> very tiny, tiny bit of a jump. Bit. Uh, so all these different countries, China and Russia specifically, are jumping out of the call, mm-hmm. and then the U.S. did, and then everyone else. Oh, the world is absolute chaos during yeah. this entire fucking movie. Because there's a whole, there's a whole subplot of just the world affair. Yeah, and it's uh, it's messy. Somebody leaked an image of one of the aliens, along with them saying "weapon," and then the world becomes chaos. And then back to the point of what you mentioned with the uh, fractions and the one twelfth. Mm-hmm. There was a a giant ink s- splotch, and then the uh, the aliens kind of swam in the air away. Yeah, like a like a squid or an octopus. Yeah. like. And with them, uh, with them, NCIS Miami style, enhancing and zooming in, enhance, mm-hmm. enhance. Uh, they found out that some of these little words were time, and the distance between them relatively you know, relating to mm-hmm. just a cloud fit together like a jigsaw puzzle. Yes, but it's one twelfth of the puzzle. one twelfth of the puzzle. So humanity would have to work together to solve the puzzle. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be <laughs> something? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's something that they mention in the film, and. Yep, nope, that's not going to happen because China is mobilizing weapons and then Russia started to and then everyone else started to, including the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're going to do it, I'm going to do it. They math it out and Amy Adams is like, oh my God, we got to fucking, we got to, we got to call the fucking, is it, is it Japan or is it China? It's China. I think it's China. There's a general yeah. uh, and, and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking kick these aliens in the fucking tentacle titties. And this whole time she's been having these like, you think that they're flashbacks while you're watching it, but all of a sudden she understands. Due to her understanding the language more and more and more, mm -hmm. she starts to see. She's looking at this page of these thousands of like paragraphs and she's like, of this alien language that nobody else can read. And she can just pick up like key words based on, you know, mathematic transcriptions. She's like, I-, I can read it. I can read it. I, I, I can understand I can read it. it. I understand. 
And then she starts having the, you realize that the whole movie, she hasn't been having flashbacks. Like she's, she, she doesn't she's have been a tragic, having not flashbacks, flash but flash forwards. forwards. Yeah. So she's like, she's going to have this kid and this kid is going to die of this rare blood disease and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And uh, I like the way she's like, they kind of do this at the same time where it fast forwards to the end of the movie. And they're at oh, this big. I love that. They're scene at this big so ball, much. and she comes to meet the general, the, and she's yeah, like, general "Oh, it's so pleased to meet you." And uh, he's like, "You know, he's like the president has invited me as his guest of honor, but I would have never agreed to come if I knew I wasn't going to meet you directly." And then he's like, uh, "He's like, I remember when you called me on my personal on phone. my personal phone." Yeah, gives her the phone number, and she's and like, "He's like, what are you talking me? about? Did yeah. I call you?" And yeah. he's like, "Yeah, you called me." You, uh, he's like, "I don't pretend to know how your mind works, but I'll never forget what you said. You told me my <laughs> wife's dying words." And, and then, then he, he leans in her ear and he whispers it to her. He so shows the phone scene. number to her, of which then she remembers yeah. back in time. So it's flipping it's flipping back and forth. I like love present, that scene. Present day in the future. Present day in so the future. So much. She snakes this dude's satellite phone and she fucking calls this guy on his private number and just tells him, <laughs> like, listen to me. I'm not fucking crazy. You have to stand down. This is the This is what the aliens want or whatever. These are your wife's dying words. Blah, 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 blah. This is my name. Please stand down. So he hangs up the phone and he is just, I guess, <laughs> I would have loved to see him on the other side of the phone. I would have loved to see that like, too. Just absolutely like floored, start crying. You know what I mean? Have your fucking mind blown yeah. like that. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So, and that's what Amy Adams <laughs> saves the unit, saves the earth with the power of communication. But the reason that the heptapods give us that information is because they need help. They need help from the humans, from humans. in what they say, like 30,000 yeah, 3, years. 3,000 years in 3, the future. years, yeah. And they, they were, they're probably aware that they were going to need help and that they do receive help. Mm-hmm. But because of how time works and how they perceive it how um, and how their minds work due to that perception, they then come to Earth and give them that gift. Of communication right and that's what it is their language is the gift their language which also comes with the side effect of, of being able to yeah. see into the future because <laughs> time like it's all of a sudden you experience time in a non-linear fashion it is interesting i i am a really big fan of this movie yeah it's cool <laughs> it's cool and i thought you would dig it although if i'm being completely honest i did not remember the time dilation, the time you, time really? perception thing. No, I, I did not remember it at oh all. Oh my! I remembered that there was something kind of like with something else was weird, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was. But I remembered loving the fucking film. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, for when, me, it's a it's a knock out of the park for Denis Villeneuve. When I saw that scene with the um with the general at the ball, I actually like out loud laughed it was so good <laughs> oh it was fantastic <laughs> oh man it was it wasn't like a laugh out of this is ridiculous it was like how perfect is how this? perfect is this yeah yeah, yeah how really well done it is just amazing writing man so good i wonder what the um budget and box office b- b- box or office the, a- the aliens <laughs> you're comes, turning into me <laughs> there's aliens and there comes and uh, there's the uh there's the koozie quote <laughs> arrival 47 million dollars box like... office 
203.4 million. 203.4. Yeah, so this did well. I think oh, this, man. this might be... As it should have. This might be... I wonder if this is one of Denis Villeneuve's first movies. Let's see here. Dune, Blade Runner 2049. Haven't seen it. Arrival. Oh, he also did Sicario, Prisoners. Ah, these are all these are all bangers. Enemy, Enemy in 2013. We're going to do that on the show someday. Mm-hmm. Dune Part Two, twenty twenty three. Dune Part. Ooh, yeah. Um, I mean, so far I've not seen all of Denis Villeneuve's movies, but the ones I have seen are all bangers. Yeah, all of them. I'm taking them all, but they are all slow burns, mm-hmm. which I like. But I, I do have to be in the mood for. He seems to be a master of that kind of stuff. I almost picked a different movie entirely. I was like, I'm either going to pick this one, or I'm going to give Nate a couple of options. And I was going to pick The Green Knight, but I didn't know how much you were into, like, Arthurial legends and knights like and, that stuff. and that kind of I shit. Like it. Well, I, I imagine you would probably really like The Green Knight. It's, it's awesome. got kind of a fucking, woo. Uh, uh, the, 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 the way the story goes isn't the way you think you're going to go. I'm not going to say it's a twist, but it just, it doesn't end the way that you think it will. And oh, it's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how many, how many heptapod, uh, how many heptapod thumbs? Seven out of seven. Seven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nate, you've done it. If you're driving a car right now, please pull over for your own safety because I'm sure you're laughing so hard witnessing the height of human comedy that Nate has brought in here this evening with was- that seven out of seven heptapod joke. Out of ten. Let's say you have ten, ten. ten thumbs. Easy ten. But all of your ten thumbs are heptopods. So they have their own thumbs, but that's a different thing. Easy ten. Easy ten, yeah. huh? Oh, I like this movie a lot. One of my favorites. I'm talking about. Uh, you know, I probably am gonna have to give this a ten too. I think this is the best I think this is the best not only like representation, but representation as of like how small, generally speaking, how small people think about the universe. Oh, man. Like it is so big and the possibilities are endless, like literally endless. Yeah. There's, and, there's a reason why it's called universe. Right. It's it's <laughs> hard to it's hard to grasp that all the time. And this movie does a really good job of bottling that feeling and going, yeah, but you didn't think about, you didn't think about this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't think about this. Because it's fucking weird and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Give you all kinds of weird to give, give you them goose pimples. Uh, yeah, I, man, I was going to go nine, but I, I think I'm going to go, I was going to go nine, five, but I think I am going to push it over the edge to a full fledged 10 because I think this is my favorite alien thing. Yeah. I like this movie so much. I'm thinking about going on eBay and finding the Betamax version for it. <laughs> I don't think they don't, this one's not on Betamax. Uh, yeah, I, we're, which we're about to watch another one, which I also don't think is on Betamax. We're going to go watch <laughs> Alien Outpost. Uh, it looks not very old, but also not very good. Apparently the acting's pretty bad. It looks very like, meh, like kind of yeah. just, just a movie, or, you no. know, but also not good. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we've done some, we've done some low effort shit like that, but I'm sure it's probably better than jujitsu. So we're going to go check that out, and then we'll be right back. Here's a fake thing, and right. special thanks to some people that make the show great. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the fake thing. Deep in the hills of Missouri, July 1812, Jenkins Jefferson 
also known as Fly Guy 69, discovered the perfect mixture of rye and alfalfa hay and the perfect distilling process. Aged in the finest pig barrels. Aged in pig barrels. Swine. Distilled twice and then aged in 100% pure Peruvian butt barrels. Also aged in blankets. Aged for 69 months. At 420 degrees. The the finest blankets. Aged in the finest blankets. Aged in the finest blankets. They're in in the barrel. We wring them out seven days to wring out the blankets by hand. Straight into the bottle. To dry in open containers for six days. Aged in the finest of blankets. Aged in a fine pig blanket. Leaning to get those real deep, deep in the hills of Missouri. Old Butt Guts Whiskey. Real whiskey. <laughs> when you're reaching for a pint of something to start your night right. When you don't pay personal property tax. <laughs> for when you don't care if your guts feel like butts. Reach for a tall, cool glass of butt guts. Old, old, <laughs> old butt guts. Whiskey. I drink gut butts <laughs> just to get drunk. It works. <laughs> I think I'm dying. Gut butts, butter guts gonna make me die. Old gut butts. Old gut butter butts whiskey. Whiskey. I drank old butt guts, and now I can dance. I drank old gut butts, and I can ask old Mary Lou out t- today now that I'm feeling good. The finest gut ingredients on the planet. Zero cum added. Less than 0.1% human urine. Guaranteed to get your butt guts. <laughs> now, with safer amounts of mercury. The perfect partner for your chicken. <laughs> Distillery built by hand from repurposed sewer line pipes. Triple distilled in recycled caskets. (laughs) Old gut butts. She'll probably forgive you. Old butt guts. It'll probably be all right. Old gut butts. Old butt guts. Definitely not built on blood money. Brief interjection from your program. I just wanted to throw out a couple of special thanks for the folks that make this show possible. Uh, Big thanks to Brad Sexton for our jams, Lamplighter Production for our artwork, God-sized and growing for some musical guest appearances, uh, the Missouri T-Shirt Company, and uh, Dave, who's our YouTube editor. We, We probably wouldn't even be on that platform were it not for him. Uh, If you want to check out anything any of these amazing people are working on, all of their links are in the description for this episode. If you want to contact the show, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at It's Just Two Movies. Uh, We've got a Facebook page now, um, so that's on there. Uh, You can always leave us a comment on YouTube, uh, or you can email us at It's Just Two Movies at gmail.com. Okay, yeah, and uh, if you like the show, you know, um, uh, like, subscribe, leave us a a review. That that stuff helps tremendously. So uh, anyway, back to the show. All right, Nate, tell the good people about what's this called? Alien Outpost. Alien. <laughs> you were just talking about how forgettable.
the name was. I, man, it, it really is. I said it like six times <laughs> but before. I'd say about seven or eight. Yeah, uh, I was just like, Alien Outpost, Alien Outpost. A uh, forgettable name for a forgettable film that was a complete boring slog to watch. It was just, you watch an interview clip for like a minute, half of which is pure silence, and then you watch a five-minute clip of soldiers standing around doing nothing and throwing a brand-new football around while they're in a <laughs> random base. So this being like 23 years after the, yeah. fall, after the fall of humanity, they have a lot of new shit. <laughs> oh, so like, it's not the... Well, it's almost the fall of humanity, yeah. I think. There's, yeah, yeah. there's not a lot of... There's a couple of outposts. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of... Um, anything i was gonna say something specific but yeah there's not a lot of anything in this film it's just boring nothing yeah it kind of is it it uh it's not without its charm had a couple highlights i liked about yeah. it but it's ultimately it's it's real bad uh is a 2014 sci-fi action film of an hour and 30 minutes <laughs> stars a bunch of people you've never heard of um and is just long and not very good speaking of the cast everyone looks like everyone they really do <laughs> yeah yeah they uh they all it's just it's a very plain cast of people all kind of acting like the same character they, they were all the same character except for the two black guys of which they were the same character and the german yeah. guy yeah. Of which was also the same character. He was very stereotype. With, with a German accent. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is, I'm going full tilt spoilers. Please there's really tell nothing, me what happens. There's nothing, to, there's, <laughs> there's nothing really to say about this thing. I mean, I could tell you who's in it, but you don't know any of them. What else are they in? Who knows or cares? Uh, it's just It's just very plain Jane and kind of dry. But what's happened is you've got a, you've got a documentary that's being made about one of these last remaining human outposts. And it's a bunch of military guys, and they're having regional conflict with Middle Eastern people. So I so think... it's just U.S. soldiers in like Iraq. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's aliens in it for collectively about collective... three minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say collectively three or four, <laughs> not very much at all. I mean, like barely at all. And they're CGI. First, I thought maybe it was a guy in a suit, but it's not. It's like clearly a. Uh... I hesitate to say it's a guy in a motion capture suit because of how stiff the movement is. It looks like it's something that's just entirely pre-rendered. Yeah, it could be worse. It could be worse. It could be much worse. Uh, so it looked. It's not good. I don't know. It looked about what I would expect. Uh, <laughs> it looked about what what I was like. All right, if I had to guess, I'm pretty well on the mark. And uh, so it's just a documentary filming these guys that's doing like the interview bits in between where it's just them and the cameraman and their uh their their struggle to to not uh to not get killed by aliens but there's barely any aliens sounds bad direction's bad it's a dumb story uh, there are unnecessary risks. The captain, he always comes out of the same room every single time. <laughs> He's got his own room. Like every single time, yeah, he does. At first, I thought it was a bathroom until he came out of it like the sixth time. And I was like, that's just like his office or <laughs> that, whatever. That's his office, his bedroom. Quarters, his, whatever. Yeah. That's his space and nobody's allowed in there except him. Mm -hmm. Which would have been hilarious if this was a better movie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would have been good. 
So I don't have a whole lot else to say about it. They they fight back and they destroy a big tower and, and it saves the day. They figured out that if you destroy the big glowing whirling tower, that it's a good thing. This all happens in the last five minutes of the film. Uh, last five. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably about right. Maybe, I was, maybe 10. But... I was more interested in trying to find out what specific jet model was flying around in the air yeah, than the actual film itself. And you did. It was a uh... Uh, Thunderbolt 2 and A-10. Nice, nice, good, good jet, good jet, good jet stuff. <laughs> uh, so I don't have anything to say about this. Uh, I will go ahead and rate it, but then I want to talk about what to. Now we'll rate it later. How, how do you how do you fix this? Oh, how do I fix like, or it? Or what would you do with this to make it like enjoyable to watch or profitable? Let me see if I can uh, look up the. Uh... I remember the numbers were not good. Oh, what would I do with this movie? Oh, surprise, surprise. Uh, not easy to find. <laughs> I remember finding them somewhere. They were like, it was close to breaking even, but it was still a bit behind. I don't remember the exact numbers. Yeah, I mean, I've got the worldwide box office at 40. Total estimated domestic video sales, 47,000. Worldwide box office, 45,000. So... Less than a million dollars. I don't see the budget anywhere, though. So, mm. yeah, did, didn't did make a ton of money. Uh doesn't look like it cost a ton of money, but, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it looked like they spent money on the CGI. They just didn't have much of it. Yeah. Yeah, there's... It, there's... Didn't, it didn't look great, but it also wasn't in the movie, so... There's a, probably a reason why it's, one, it wasn't that great, and two, it was too expensive to do something good. Right. Um, probably the closest we got to seeing any detail on the alien was when it was on an operating bed. And then for some reason, what is he like a corporal or general? The the highest ranking officer. I think he's the Sarge. The sergeant. Like, hey, Sarge. The highest ranking officer, sar- soldier, sergeant comes in and just shoots the head like five times and pieces of the armor flies off. Yeah. Sounds cool. It wasn't. It was badly no, done. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's it's pretty poorly it put together. It looked like like first year PlayStation 3 graphics. It was probably like it looked equivalent to like um first year PlayStation 3 graphics like 2006 comes out, you're playing Killzone. If you if you have a PlayStation 3 and end up playing it, that's what it looks like. It's hmm. not great. And this is from, what, t- 2017, 2014? I think it's 2014. Uh, yeah, 2014. Yeah. Yeah, well, I definitely thought it looked better than PlayStation 3, but it, is not, it does not look good, though. <laughs> like, it is not a good look. Man, looking at still images of it, it looks like some of it's practical and some of it's not. Doesn't look good either way. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. It's not a very inventive design for sure. It's just like a big broody looking alien with spikes on his face yeah. wearing a suit of armor. A lot of inspiration is Killzone. All I, when I see this, all I see is Killzone. Is that the game I'm thinking about? Oh fuck, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've played that game. Um, Resistance, either Resistance or Killzone. So what? What do you? What would you do? What do you do? I kind of like the idea of it being filmed as a documentary. Yeah, that's neat. But I would like it as a finished product. So how they did the documentary documentary filming, um, it was as if they had journalists. Yeah, they had journalists there. They even did a little scene at the beginning, which was this. I kind of like this scene, but also kind of didn't. 
they gave the you know they're like since you're gonna be here we're gonna give you firearms and they're like well we're journalists and we're like we don't care and they gave them guns that's kind of funny eh wouldn't happen in real life <laughs> yeah yeah i wouldn't think so uh like if this was a comedy film that'd be kind of neat to throw in yeah I, I didn't mind some of the dialogue, but it never went anywhere. It never like, went anywhere. Everybody that's in it is all playing the same yeah, character. Yeah, the, again, they're all the same guy Yeah, with so there was slightly good, different faces. Yeah, they had some good zingers and some good jokes and stuff like that, like just like shit talking between the guys. Yeah. But uh, Army men, yeah. And for the, like, there's not a lot of um, anything that, that works for me in this. But I don't mind the documentary aspect, but I guess watch it as if it were an actual finished feature not a found footage thing yeah do you know what i mean yeah like because this I, is like I, a, a lot of unedited footage this had a lot of found footage vibes to it with yeah. the glitchy camera effects that was added here and there for no reason camera effects are bad real, oh. real, like real like real bad like <laughs> but, nausea danny let's bad. talk about the cinematography okay it's <laughs> it's rough man it's it's not very good uh it's I think the whole thing is shot on handheld, uh, w- which is fine. Yeah, I mean, you can do that fine. But uh, this it's just too much. It's like over the top. So if you've seen a camera gimbal, it is meant to stabilize the camera itself to where you move the uh, you move the stand that it's on around and the camera stays as stationary as possible. Right. This is, I think, now I know for sure that they didn't use this, but I think what they did was they grabbed a gimbal, tore it apart, and replaced everything with springs so that you only move it for a little bit and it just shakes everywhere. <laughs> it just shakes forever. <laughs> yeah, it's... Because uh, there's a lot of running. Like, it's the cameraman running with the camera. Uh, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's, it's it's rough stuff. It would have been better if they just used body cams. Mm-hmm. I would like a version of this where... That sounds better, actually. Like, if they actually, instead of... Like, if they would have done the whole documentary thing, mm-hmm. but because it's a war setting and it's aliens involved, they stuck yeah. to body cams. And they still had somebody with a camera here and there, but since they are civilians, they would stay in the outpost. That would be a huge improvement, because at least then you would avoid a lot of the shaky, shaky running around. Mm-hmm. You can't focus on anything without getting the urge to vomit. I didn't care for this in the desert. That's like, another I thought thing. <laughs> it would have been creepier anywhere else. Like, but it's not creepy. If at this all. was war torn New York City, yeah, that or the would have mountains, been... just even in the or mountains, the mo- yeah, yeah, middle of nowhere, holed up in the smoky somewhere, in an outcropping in a cave. There's just like I don't know a last vestige of soldiers and civilians. Civilians turned soldier. Ooh, there you go. There's your oh, backstory yeah. right there. Oh yeah. Because they'll get into a tight pinch, and one guy will be like, "Actually, I used to be a," or a lady will be like, mm-hmm. "Actually, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a particle physicist. I'm Jeremy Renner in the other movie that we just watched. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> there's my first recast. Jeremy Renner is actually a, anybody with uh, age, like more agency, I guess. Or yeah, I don't know. It's just a bunch <laughs> of guys going like, "I want you to your your job's to follow orders. Damn it!" God, that was ugh. Yeah, there's some there's some pretty subpar acting in it. Some of them, some of it's not bad. Yeah, but it's just the camera works so everything else about it so jarring. It's it, hard to pay attention to it. You you can't focus on the good stuff without it 
without the bad stuff being overwhelmingly in your face. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I, I guess that seems like a pretty good. It seems to me like that would be a pretty good angle to pursue. It is there's just a a lost little bunker, but you would need more people in it. Like, yeah. Maybe you a, would... maybe a cast of twelve or thirteen instead of eight or however eight. many people were in this. Eight to watch. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Uh, Eight but, one guys who but, all look the same, but mix them up. Like this is just they're all they're all soldiers. I get it's a soldier movie, okay? Yeah. But this is like the one of the last vestiges of humanity. Why would it just be a bunch of dudes? Like why would it just be dudes? I, I it, think dudes in a little in a corral in the middle of the desert shooting goats all the time. Shooting goats, shooting indigenous people. <laughs> Like a lot of them, and the occasional alien. Uh, but why are they there, though? Like, they could be anywhere. So, like, take that last vestige of humanity and just get it to I think, someplace with, like, cover and I vegetation and with water. this and... film, humanity has survived since it's been ten years. They've probably rebuilt, and this is just an outpost from when there was an invasion. Such and they're shitty, maintaining it for some reason? It's a shitty spot I for an outpost. Think Ah, I don't know. Bad spot. <laughs> so it's a bad spot. Ooh, bad film. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, bad flick. Uh, yeah. So all right, in my movie, we got. Let's say we got. Let's say we got six soldier guys. Yeah. Because one of them's gonna get killed like almost straight away. Yeah. I thought it was weird when the movie's like almost like coming towards the end, and a guy died, and they like had like a little funeral bit or whatever. I'm like, what? Yeah, that was. Why odd. is this? And then they're gearing up and shit, and I'm like, this should have been should have been twenty minutes. <laughs> should have been 20, a while ago. Twenty, thirty minutes ago. This would have made for a great a great movie, but they're just gonna end it. And I want some like some regular citizens, but, but I, they, I mean to say just there people. were regular citizens, but they I were just, carrying the cameras. Yeah. I just mean <laughs> I just mean to say people that are uh that have a specialty that will help in some way. Like they're they're doctors or scientists or you know what I mean, like uh, research or strategists or diplomats or a- anything, like anything else that makes sense. And also, ladies can be soldiers. Yeah, there, there, Let's there has a... been no, there, there are no ladies in this film. No, this is this is no, this is none. Dude, dude film, bruh, dudes only, <laughs> bruh, bruh. This film. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little weird. It could use a little diversity, a little, little, uh, color and, and any, uh, but Danny, there's any, any like a, like a story though. There's not really a story with this. It's just like a bunch of dudes and a guy dies and they're, they're like, oh, standing man, we around for the majority of the film. Yeah. Well, they're getting interviewed and shit. I mean, like it, After it's the trying, fact. it's trying to build character. It's just not very good at it. So. What would be what would be better? Oh, a lot of things. First yeah. of all, soundtrack there is none. Uh, sound effects poorly done. Got to I I think whoever the sound designer is needs to be replaced for sure. I thought it was, you know, it was about on par with what I was expecting getting into it. What I was like, expecting, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't great, but, but it, it certainly wasn't, wasn't the worst thing I've. You know what I mean? There, there are there is better. Yeah, um, but there is a lot worse too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, man, give give credits where it's due, but uh, 
it's it, it's put together in such a weird way and it doesn't really go anywhere. So, yeah. so the first thing that, I would do it only made it worse since the film is going nowhere. Yeah. Well, the first thing I would do is ma- make it about make it make about, it about something. something. Yeah. <laughs> make it about something. Give it a give it a B story even. If it's just about this, also give it a B line yeah. story. Uh all the, the interview bits, those are great. I don't think they need to be scattered all throughout the movie. Do a little bit up top, maybe like one or two like in the one middle. One or two in the middle, and, and then, then finish the film at the, off. V- at the very, very end. Yeah, yeah you throw a pep- pepper a couple in there. Yeah, like I that was probably the best parts of the film was the interview sections. Yeah, I mean the acting could have been a bit better, but I, considering they were you know traumatized yeah, soldiers, it was, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. It was. It was Better than the rest of it was by yeah. far. Yeah, it, it, compared to the other parts of the film, it is pretty good. What do you What do you think about the style of the aliens that just are very generic aliens? Uh, I mean, you can you can Google an image of these things. So, uh, it's like Alien Outpost aliens, they're just very generic looking. They're generic, slow lumbering, uh, humanoid. They probably grunt. They were grunting. Yeah. Uh, but the only thing you'd hear from them is the whirring sound of the gun powering up and then, yeah, and then shoot and then blow up. Eh, that's yeah. that's my reaction. It's meh. You could have got the aliens out of there. Yeah. I guess, I, guess, I guess you do have to keep it an alien movie, though. It would have been cool to do an after-invasion alien movie. This is what I mean when I'm like, I hate it when they do this shit with aliens. Like, bipedal, humanoid shooting a gun you, you know what i mean like oh is that what it was that just what an alien soldier it looks oh so it looks exactly like us but it has like horns in its face no no man <laughs> i will say with probably how- probably fucking not it's not like it doesn't look cool but say it's like a i don't know a dragon man or something with They're how much alien with how much i like mass effect it also has the same issue that's I think that's what I'm thinking of is it's very it's something about this. It looks about like those a rip off Mass Effect character. Yeah. I was yeah. like, man, something about him reminds me of something. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I think it might be. Mass You're probably Effect. thinking. No. Um, so he's like a, the alien in this film is like a mixture of the um, mixture of the brutes from Halo, the mm-hmm. aliens from Killzone or whatever that PlayStation three game is. And the um, it looked like the uh, armor skin scales on this alien was like plate armor. So I was thinking of the Turians of Mass Effect. It's like the creator of this film grabbed all three concepts and mixed them together. Or just mushed them. Yeah. You know what would be fucking sweet, man? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, it's I very mean, uninspired. Like, uh, yeah, it is very un- like, all right, if I was playing a video game and they're like, this is the bad, bad soldier or whatever, the bad brute. Okay. Yeah. Great. Bang, 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 whatever. It's a, yeah. it's a fine looking for something like that, but for it to be like the main and they, they barely show it to you at all. Like it's, it's too expensive, Danny. Yeah, I, I guess so. Too expensive. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's just a, it's a really weird combination of choices as to how to make a movie about aliens and how to showcase your alien. Because after all, that is 
the disturbing part about aliens is they're strange and <laughs> a- alien. Alien, uh, yeah. yeah. They're alien. They're unknown to us, foreign yeah. to our perception. We've never seen them before, except that this is something that I've seen before. It's like a <laughs> Triceratops man uh, with, less, yeah. with less horn. Less horn and boring. And <laughs> yeah, just boring as shit. Way more boring than a Triceratops. Uh, I, yeah, so I, I would like some different engaging characters. Like, uh, I don't know. Who, who did I say a minute ago? I was like, I'll get whoever to play uh, Jeremy Renner. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. That's his name. The, the, Jerry uh, Bear. Yeah, just get Jeremy Renner in it as a the same character. And just have him have some interactions with the soldiers because he interacted with the soldiers in Arrival, and it you know was, it was be fun better. stuff. Amy Adams, we'll get Amy Adams in there. <laughs> oh man, we, we need replace twelve the, clones of we'll Jeremy re- Renner. We'll replace the Sarge. <laughs> we'll replace the Sarge with Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> and then we'll replace the aliens with the aliens from. And the whole movie will be about how they need to learn how to communicate with them. <laughs> And time, no, that's a movie I'd watch. And time travel. And yeah. time tra- <laughs> Not time travel, time perception. Nailed it. That's a movie I'd watch. Yeah, I, there just needs to be something more engaging going on here. Could could you make it a comedy? Like you could do whatever you wanted to. You could. I would prefer like a like a drama. That, you know like, what's a good movie I watched recently? What? Zach something. The guy who did that uh, DC movie. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. He also did. I'm think probably thinking of someone else, but he also did uh, Army of the Dead. Yeah. So it turns out that same year he released the prequel, uh-huh. uh, something of the dead, uh, Army of the Thieves or Thieves Army of the of Dead. Thieves, yeah. yeah, Army of Thieves. It is a zombie movie with no zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Which I absolutely love. This film, by the it's way, not, it's not a zombie. Movie. It's a heist film. It's a heist film. It's a heist film in a universe, in a where, universe zombies where zombies exist. exist. Yeah. It is so good. But they're still under control. Yeah, yeah. I had fun with it. I think we should approach this alien redo, uh, this alien outpost redo under the same idea. Under the same guise of making it be like, look, there's not really aliens in it, but it's the world where aliens exist. Because here's the thing. Most of the the, uh, enemy encounters in this film were humans being mind controlled. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> make them make them little tiny organisms or whatever. That would be cool. There we go. Oh my god, what if they're just like telepathic crabs? <laughs> That's just it. Telepathic telepathic crabs. <laughs> that but we're all all the humans, we're all subterranean now and the the crabs can't get us cuz these telepathic crabs can't dig for some reason. Right. All, all they can do is hang out and and mm-hmm. snip. And reach mine <laughs> at a certain distance. I'm, I'm liking this already. Yeah. So they have fucking telepathic crabs, telepathic crab alien apocalypse. Uh, humanity lives underground. You got some. You got some soldiers. Who do you get for your soldiers? Not Mark Wahlberg. Don't even say it. God, no, not Marky Mark. Uh, this can have like kind of a comedic tone to it, then. <laughs> right. It, I'm all up for it. Mm, I'd love to get Jamie Fox. Yeah. Jamie Foxx would be good. Jamie Foxx. Uh it'd be sweet if you could get like Brad Pitt as the the uh the Sarge. Mm-hmm. Like just the commanding officer. Yeah. Him just be Hey damn it! 
I don't know, man. Like, it doesn't really, it doesn't really make a difference. And because all these characters are the same, I'm like, I'm casting them based <laughs> on nothing. Like, okay, no, so yeah, I would get like, a bunch of famous people, I guess. <laughs> like, so in this idea, uh, in this, instead of doing eight soldiers that all look the same and they're all trying to play the same character, mm-hmm. few soldiers here and there, but most are civilians. Yeah, I would say so. So we don't necessarily need to stick to soldier aged individuals or people who look like they're aged no 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 no, of course not so a couple older people i'd love to get if are we are we leaning into comedy on this or should we it it would just be so much easier man i was thinking it would be easy you because you could get like will forte as like a guy who just lied about his job resume so he could get into the (laughs) colony or whatever so he's like a, a a professor of the arts, but he doesn't actually know anything about it. But he's <laughs> like really wearing think, the cardigan and got really, the beard. You and... really think a professor of the arts is going to make it into a colony? You never depends on the size of the colony. You know, if we're talking about like one half of a block of, you know, a city or whatever, it just de- it depends. It doesn't matter. It can be whatever you want it to be. But uh, yeah, and they they get into some hijinks or whatever. Let's say. There's a murder in their in their neck of the woods or in their compound, but it's mm. it's like somebody everybody hated, but it still is kind of like a who done it, and who? there are no aliens in it. <laughs> they just like they just like talk about them. They narrate it at the beginning when they're doing like a big sky view of like the crabs all walking all over the place, and that's the only time Te- you see the aliens. Telepathic crab in 2037. <laughs> telepathic crabs landed this is- on Earth. <laughs> humanity was wiped out just like like a, a little puff of smoke or whatever and the crabs now control the surface and they're like nang, nang, and just yeah. bubbling at the mouth and then uh yeah just humanity's all underground and there's a murder mystery <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious and i'm going for it that'd be fun you yeah. know what i mean uh no I, I like your idea of it, it being in a world where aliens exist but they're just not in it because that movie honestly would have benefited from not having an alien yeah twist like even still as a military movie it doesn't make any sense and it's not good they were not shooting at aliens the whole film Except for, like, total two minutes, and the other two minutes yeah. that the alien was in, it was on a gurney. Right. Yeah, I think I just <laughs> shot it right in the dome. Yeah, I showed it, shot it oh. in the head, like, seven times. Yeah, it looks real, it looks real bad. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I recently, well, like, I guess last year, I probably ought to get into another one, but uh, last year I played Ghost of Tsushima. That, mm, looked, yeah. that looked better than... Video games uh, look better than this film. Than this, yeah. When that guy, that guy's getting shot in the dome when he's on the gurney. Yeah, there's some, there's some pretty funny dialogue. So I guess, I guess I would just go dial all of it up, and it's in the same vein where like it is serious and it is dramatic, but everybody's like quipping and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, different characteristics of it. I don't mean everybody's quipping, but like you got a dry humor guy, you got a guy who just can't get it together, you got. You got a lady and she's a sassy pants and, you know, whatever, whatever uh, tropes you want to give those characters, it doesn't really matter. If they're funny individuals and there's a fun mystery object or whatever, a mystery that has to be resolved, by God, they can do it with the power of friendship and it'd be Mm -hmm. way better than this. (laughs) Oh, man. This film was so boring. What did you think about it, (laughs) Nate? How many, how many, how many? Can't even think of the... All right. How many... If your thumbs were hard-boiled eggs, 
Of which there are none there in are this none movie. In this I'm just, film. I just mean to say bland. <laughs> if your thumbs were unsalted Stale crackers, toast. just regular crackers, not saltines, just regular. Saltines, but the salt was somebody not else, applied. Somebody else licked all the salt <laughs> off. Uh, how many how many thumbs would you give this as a bad movie as far as like how good of a time you had watching it? Oh. I'll go first. Four. I'd go two. Yeah, it just uh, I I did have a bit of fun with it, but I was done having fun with it after like twenty minutes. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, how much of this is left? We've been sitting in front of it forever. <laughs> it still had forty minutes. Oh my god, it's so drawn out. Oh. Oh man, what if they find out at the end of at the end of this comedy movie that they find out uh like Kristen Wiig and and Will Forte and uh <laughs> will get um I, that yeah. they can that one of them can see in the future and that they call the uh, general of China. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> I can't even remember their face anymore. Man, I'm just, not going to say their faces. I'm just going to say their face. They all have the same one. It would be great if you could just get Steve Martin as a bystander who has like <laughs> like 10 lines you know what i mean in the whole movie uh just crack a joke in the background because he's so tall he just like look over everybody he's like, Whoa. uh but I, if he, no if steve martin's gonna be in here steve uh martin short's got to be in here somewhere as well no it doesn't have to be but uh, you could you could trade him off or whatever just do him as the same, all the same character. as the same character yeah because everybody in this is the same character <sighs> be funny is as the military, maybe as the soldier, you just get Mark Wahlberg and and CGI him. So there's a bunch of him <laughs> where like he plays all the soldiers, but it's nobody ever mentions character. that they're all clones. I'm okay with that. What do you mean? <laughs> what about? Would he shoot that guy? What about? No, they grab Mark Wahlberg, CGI because they can do this now. They CGI him when he was marky mark and that's all the same character like there's clones of early marky mark as the military as this, yeah <sighs> you might be able to get some traction with that yeah uh, <laughs> like Pow! any any silly any fucking silly shit you could do this uh would you did you give it did you give it uh, saltless cracker thumbs two, two? desalted de saltine crackers yeah yeah so uh not not very exciting that, that's enough about that. I don't know what you would do with it. That's the this, <laughs> on on my part. This is a failure. Not the epi- not the episode, but the movie selection. This is a cinematic failure. This is the 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 movie selection is a failure because <laughs> it's not really interesting enough to, to like. You would just strip it down and do anything else because nothing really happens. Yeah, here, so. you can't really. This is this movie is such a boring failure. You can't really pick it apart and do anything with it to make it better no other than to scrap it and do something else and it's just lazy like i wouldn't i would insult it for for being uh over it, the top if it were but it's just it makes me feel lazy for sitting there watching it yeah it, i could be doing something that's very true <laughs> uh so anyway uh, next segment of the show Hey, what you watching? All right, Nate, what uh what you been what you been getting into, brother? Um recently, I've been playing a lot of Dicey Dungeons. It is a game that apparently not a lot of people have heard of. It's an indie game. Um if you've ever played like card-based 
RPG games or really wow. any RPG game. Yeah. Uh, you get equipment and you use the equipment. It's turn based, but it's all based on dice. So you roll dice and like there's one where you select a dice and you drag it and it says deal da- X damage and X equals to the D- to the D6 that you roll. And so if you roll a six, you deal six damage and that you can only use that equipment once. But then there's one where like you can only use a maximum of three. So one through three you roll is fine. But you, if you roll four more, you can't use it. So but you're saying you, – what you're saying is it's an RPG. It's an RPG. Okay. And it's dice-based. That's good stuff. And you're a dice character and it's all about luck. But there's also dice manipulation. So it's kind of not luck but also very lucky. It's – Okay. That's kind of the theme, luck. The main the main antagonist is Lady Luck. Hmm. Okay. It, it's a good game. I like it a lot. I've been yeah, playing it. That sounds fun. I haven't really been playing anything, man. I, I had played some some Animal Crossing last week. I thought about getting into a new game, but I just like looked through my games and didn't. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm probably going to replay Spider-Man. It's going to uh, be my next... Uh, my PlayStation next... 4? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be my next uh, my next go-to. I was playing Watch Dogs 2 for a little bit, but eh, not really my style. Not your, not your jam? Not my jam. Used to be, but when I um, I saw it for sale for like 30 bucks and it had all the DLC, which for some reason is like worth 130 some dollars worth of DLC and it's stupid. <laughs> but it was for th- anyways uh, i hate that i hate how the dlc can cost more than the game itself it's stupid anyways a um, dlc stands for downloadable, downloadable content, content. Oh, it's extra you all, you all fucking know that it's extra stuff for games that sometimes should have been in the game in the very beginning i hate deal i hate day one dlc yeah anyways um when i saw that all of it was 30 bucks I, I don't like, mind a I don't mind a pre order gift though. Pre order stuff is okay. Yeah, I'm I'm done with that. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm considering pre ordering <laughs> Dying Light two. Um, oh yeah. By the time this episode comes out, that's the like game a, will be out. Uh, like, but kind of like a fear puzzle game. Dying Light two is zombie parkour. Okay. Uh, it's a zombie game. Think Left for Dead, but not really. It, you're it's a single player zombie game. And there's a lot of zombies with different different archetypes. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. I know what game you're talking about. Yeah, and there's parkour. And I absolutely love the first one. I bought all the DLC for it. And I... Like, you love that DLC. I, That's I what love, you're always saying. You're yeah, always banging on this, about, man, I wish I wish there was more downloadable this content. This one added a whole nother I world. content. Red hot content. <laughs> this one added a whole nother world and you got to drive a dune buggy. It was fun. The fucking Doom Buggy? Yeah. That sounds all right. It was, it was a fun game. I love Shit. it. I love it so much that I'm considering pre-ordering it, which by the time this episode comes out, the game will be out. It'll be out? Yeah. Do you get some cool shit for pre-ordering it? Uh, no. The oh, costume. Uh, I watched the first episode of Peacemaker. Peacemaker? I haven't seen the, Peacemaker. Uh, the, the show. Well, it, it came out. Our, our time, it came out yesterday. Oh. <laughs> That's probably why <laughs> that I haven't seen it. That might be why. <laughs> yeah, watch one episode of it. Uh, well, I really liked the the new the Suicide Squad movie. Oh, yeah, uh, James um, James Gunn. James Gunn. Uh, He's fantastic. I heard they were gonna make a a uh, actual series out of John Cena's character Peacemaker, 
And I was like, you know what? He was pretty funny and pretty entertaining, and I really enjoyed him in the movie, but I don't know if you can get enough mileage out of that for a TV show. Yeah. And after episode one, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it all. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. So Yeah, sometimes it's easy to forget that ex-WWE wrestlers – Mm-hmm. they're sometimes really good actors. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to see a picture of that guy. You know what I mean? See what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? I can't see him in this film. I don't know. I don't know. It's he just just, it's just nothing. He's in the background. <laughs> I spend all my time photoshopping John Cena into pictures of other movies he's not in. <laughs> just pull up any picture he's in it. <sighs> all right. Here he is in Back to the Future. <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't been getting into much else. I've still been, oh, re- I've still been reading uh, The Drunken Botanist by Amy Stewart. I'm really enjoying that. Speaking of WWE, I forgot about this. So back in the 80s slash 90s, there was, I mean, you've probably heard of roller derbies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know what so, a roller derby is. Think that, but with WWE and tight spandex, big muscly men rolling in figure eights derby style. And they're slamming each other against walls. That sounds uh, <laughs> sounds like it'd be about like ten minutes of entertainment, and then after that, I'd be like, "All right." So. Yep, I watched ten episodes of it. I it is don't doubt that it is hilarious. So I'm not a big wrestle fan. I'm not a big WWE fan. Yeah, it's eh. But this show was so... I liked it when I was a kid. I haven't watched it in a really long time. This show was so ridiculous, I had to keep watching. I can't tell you anything about what happened other than big muscly men in spandex and face paint were slamming each other against the walls. Are they, like, hitting each other hard? Yeah. Oh, like, real... Yeah, like... On roller skates? On roller... On... Not, like... Yeah. Roller derby, roller and skates. What is this called? It's called Roller Games. Roller and Games. And it's it's team-based WWE on roller skates. Hmm. It is ridiculous. Have you seen uh, Spider-Man No Way Home? I have not, but okay. I want to. I was going to say, let's talk about it, but you haven't seen it. I Because this will come out long enough where I'm like, all right, I can spoil yeah. it. I can, I can spoil a little. Because yeah. now, like, I'll see memes where it's like it's got all, you know, the... Th- Never mind. I won't. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I've I've been asking if um, they actually got Tobey Maguire to get in, and nobody's been answering me. So I guess that's quite the spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> so th- in that case, don't answer that question. Okay. But um, what's another show? Another ridiculous well, show well, I've been watching. I'm I am getting ready to start reading. Um, because the Drunken Botanist is pretty dense. Uh, reading material, but I'm getting ready to start reading a book Bird left for me called The Crying of Lot 49. So I'm, I'm getting ready to get into that. Yeah. And that looks like a quick read, something I can, you know, get through in a couple days. Yeah. But yeah, another ridiculous TV show I've been watching. It's called uh, Paranormal Home Inspectors. Okay. Basically, somebody calls in and is like, I think my house is haunted. And they come in and say, uh huh. No. Kind of. So first they come in and they took a look around and then they send it, you know, be like, well, it's possible that this is haunted. And then they send in a contractor who in your throughout the day, he looks around the house and he's like, oh, this this door is screwed on crooked. So it's always going to open mm-hmm. or these boards aren't nailed down all the way. So when you walk, it's going to squeak. Mm-hmm. And also it'll squeak 
randomly depending on house temperature and humidity. There's a hole in this vent, so yeah. it causes a draft. <laughs> the, yeah, the humidifier is a little out of whack, so it changes the humidity, causing the wood in the house to warp. Just, you know, easy explanations on why there's weird noises and weird movement throughout the house. That night, they send a psychic to go throughout the house. Yeah. And says that the house is haunted every time. Yeah. And they're kind of like, well, what do you think? (laughs) And every time, every time. That's a show. What's that on? Where where do you where do you where do you find that? I've oh, it's not. Are you like watching on YouTube? I or have to or? watch it on YouTube and those oh, weird man. pirate sites because it's not on anything. Hmm. They they aired it for like two seasons and then didn't catch any attention afterwards. That so sounds delightful. What's it called? Paranormal Home Inspectors. <laughs> Paranormal Home Inspectors. <laughs> I'm into it, man. That that sounds like fun. It, it's a great watch. Um. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Because every time at the end, they're like, I think my house is haunted. Because, you know, the last person that came there was a psychic that right. says, your house is haunted. And right. they they do a couple uh, ceremonies and they're like, demons leave this house. And the house is going to keep making noises. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because it's the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Great show. I like it a lot. <sighs> and then lastly, I watched Army of the Dead and Army of Thieves. Great, great movies. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I really like the ending of Army of the Dead. Not not expected. You rarely see it. That kind of thing. I have a lot of mixed feelings about Army of the Dead. I liked Army of Thieves more. Army of Thieves was significantly better. I th- but the, I think... The, I, uh, my favorite part about it, I find I find the guy that plays the lead role charming. Amazing. And Absolutely adorable. I like the fact that it's just in a world where zombies exist, <laughs> but there are no zombies in it. I because love it's that like a, concept. It's like a, it's you know we're, we're the, the humanity is fighting back with all of our coordinated yeah. militaries and satellite yeah, missile it, strikes and people fucking... who have ex- I wouldn't say experience, but they know what they're doing in handling a situation like this, right? Like, against some zombies in real life, there are like um, what's the word? There are processes to deal with a zombie invasion a zombie invasion i'm i am there, there are processes sure, built i am in. sure as shit that there is a that <laughs> there is a code z yeah there yeah there is there is <sighs> i love it as, it doesn't matter how unlikely it is they've still got it covered <laughs> you know what i mean they've got one for we have if a contingency a, plan in yeah, place contingency plans there's one for if it's a fungal type there's one for it's a rabies type because it could be it yeah Rabies so, is scary. You ever look up that old uh, YouTube video of a, a dude being filmed with rabies? I think I've seen, yeah. It's like real, real old shit. Like on black and white, like hand crank film. Yeah. It's uh, this is pretty disturbing to watch. Mm-hmm. It'd be a shitty way to go, man. Oh, man. Ugh. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe the psychic crabs give you rabies. <laughs> <laughs> but again, they're only in the first like two minutes of the movie. <laughs> and it's just like stock footage of regular crabs. <laughs> stock footage with regular crabs with CGI elements put on top of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To make them like green. Green. <laughs> Fluorescent. Go. Yeah. But people that are red, green, colorblind will be like, I don't get it. I don't they're get just, it. The crabs are psychic. <laughs> seems cool to me. Well, they just boil them. 
because they're psychic, man. You can't. You you know the movie um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Yes. <laughs> they just... <laughs> there you go. You've got yourself a formula for what we should do with this movie. I'd like to re-watch that sometime. I haven't seen that since... It's stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. It's called the Attack, Attack of the Killer, of the Killer Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it, but it was probably... Good Lord. I was, I was pretty... I was probably 16 when I watched it, maybe maybe 15. Uh, so it's been, it's been a long time. Uh, I wouldn't mind to give it a repass. Yeah. Uh, I I remember laughing a lot at it and being like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I know a buddy of mine who actually watched it when he was like four. His parents made him watch it along with some other old 80s films. He said that it gave him nightmares when he was four, and he actually got the uh, he actually got himself to rewatch it recently. And when you he told me about it, he was like, "I don't know why this gave me nightmares. This film was so bad." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is something else, man. It's a it was a different breed back then. I wish we got more of that now. Like, God, but with just, the same enthusiasm, like just just make just make that make make. Attack of bananas from from Saturn, and it's just Saturn bananas, and just do it with practical effects, do it fucking earnest, and make it the best that yeah. you can make it. Shoot it on a fucking iPhone twelve or whatever. Who fucking cares? And it would be it would be good. It like would be good. if you could do the rest of it good. Like who cares if it's just a guy in a banana suit or somebody throwing a banana at the camera or whatever? Like it'd be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll translate. Trust me, because it'll be a good, serious film. And just this also happens. Yeah, that uh, would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be I'd good stuff. I'd pay for that. I'd watch that in theaters at least three times. Yeah, it doesn't matter as long as you as long as you mean it. As long as you mean what you're getting after. Yeah, you've got that. Seems to be a lot of a lot of problems that pop up when it comes to bad films. Is it's not. It's this was phoned in. Yeah. You've got to put effort into it, even if it's a bad film. If it has effort, that's when it becomes good like think of um what, what's what's an example of a you you're, you brought it up motherfucker. <laughs> the room there there are people in that film that have put a lot of effort into it oh yeah and it i mean if everyone else was like hey what was his name in the film johnny it wasn't time hold on it's been such a while since i've seen that film anyways what i'm trying to say is even if it's a bad film if you put effort into it then it really shines through. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, um, uh, uh, you guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? Let's go to that gold talk! We're a one-eyed Batman! Can I make a suggestion that doesn't involve violence? Or is this the wrong crowd? Maybe we should call in a bomb threat to Houston. I think it's free beer night at the Astrodome. The Jedi. Bob, we don't fight with guns. We fight with the mind. Cousin businesses are booming. That is one big pile of shit. Jail gone. It's Just Two Movies is a production of Blue Cheese and Bacon Studios and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. You, you know the movie um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Yes. <laughs> they just... <laughs> There you go. You've got yourself a formula.